Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Nadine, who is the founder of Can Do Content and a strategic website and email copywriter for female founders who want to intentionally attract, delight, and retain their dream customers. I love her strategic take on audience research and copy because I can get lost in research. I feel like it's so important. And I'm excited to dive into this more and chat with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Tara. So good to be here. I am so excited to dig into this topic because I know it's a good one. So I would love to start off with you telling us a little bit about you, your story, and kind of how you got started in the business that you have today. Yeah, it's a bit of a long-winded story, just like most copywriters and most female business owners, from what I can tell. So I um, am looking back on a corporate career in corporate sales, in corporate communications, marketing, so all very handy things to have as a copywriter. I'm also a mum of three tiny humans that keep me on my toes when I'm not busy um, in my copy cave. And how it all unfolded is basically a search for more purpose in my life. You know, the corporate world is pretty uninspiring uh, at the best of times. So I enjoyed part of parts of it, but I hated being a number in the system and, and not really seeing the impact that I'm having on a daily basis within the business that I was working in. And ultimately, it came down to an aha moment, redundancy after bump number two, which really made me take stock and consider yeah, how I wanted to move forward and then started my soul searching journey and the avenue that I was going to go down, which was always going to be intertwined with marketing in some shape or form. And then as part of a course that I did, I came across copywriting and copywriting as a profession and a way to earn a living. So yeah, while working full-time, because you have to earn a living, right? So I went back into a corporate career with Australia's largest retailer. Again, didn't love it. And on the side then while yeah, raising my kids, working full-time, I explored more um, the big world of copywriting and also um, took on my first few customers. And somehow organically, they all ended up being female business owners. And it really filled me with great joy, giving them the words to shine and hearing their stories and all the passion that goes into their businesses. And I think that really is what makes my current work, so my day-to-day job, so so rewarding because I get to share that journey with the female founders that I work with and support on their business journey. And I feel that I actually am making a difference and, and having an impact on their business with website copy and email copy helping them piece together all the moving parts of the customer journey, because that's often where they get stuck. 
It's so funny because I know before I started my first business, I had never heard the word copywriter before. And so many people think that way when they start a business. I feel like it's, oh, it's just words. I can just whip out anything. But there is so much more behind good copy and getting your message and your brand values across. And I think especially for introverts, like using your words as a way to sell for you and connect to the right people and repel the wrong people. It's just makes perfect sense. Like to an introvert words is like our video marketing. <laughs> yeah, they're so powerful. And uh, as a self-confessed introvert, I totally know the power of words and really giving you that platform to shine without having to pop up on video all the time. And it's your opportunity for to really leave a mark. I know you have some awesome stuff that I would definitely want to talk about, but one thing I saw on your website, it was a heading on one of your sales pages and I really love this and I think it's like perfect. So it said messaging success comes down to 80% research and only 20% creativity. And I love that. So can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, totally. Even when I first started as a copywriter, you know, yeah, everyone thinks it comes down to creativity and a flair for words, but it is so much more. It is actually taking that step back and taking a strategic look at your business, at the environment that you're operating in, at the industry, at your niche, and most importantly, at your customers and really getting into their brain and unpacking those deep thoughts, desires, you know, pain points, everything that is floating around in their head that comes into the picture when you are trying to sell your offer. And really, it is 80% on getting into that brain, then piecing it together, taking a strategic look at it and packaging it into words that sing and speak to the core of that ideal customer. That's awesome. I love that and how messaging research I think is so important. And I talk a lot about how I'm like the no niche, but I do feel like for each offer, you do have to niche down your words around each sales page, each offer, who it's for. You don't necessarily have to talk to the same person for your entire business and for every single offer, but I think each offer needs to be really niche down and have that research and messaging success. Otherwise, you're kind of just talking to everyone. Oh, exactly. And it's that messaging and, and your copy is going to fall flat because people can't see themselves in those words. So it's super important to actually use the words your audience uses to describe their state of mind and their current situation and the transformation that they're looking for. And even taking a closer look after every launch, if you have digital products, for example, after every launch, take another look at the new data that's coming in and the new environment that you're operating in. You know, we're talking pandemics, recessions, all the glorious things hanging around at the moment. So with the changing environment as well, your messaging needs to reflect those changes as well. So it's always a good idea to keep tweaking that messaging based on new research and new insights that you collect. I love talking about audience research because I'm kind of a data nerd, I would say. Like I love doing especially keyword research because I'm big on optimizing your website and getting it ranking in Google for the right people. So I feel like it's kind of similar process, like knowing how your people are searching and also with the messaging piece, knowing how to actually speak to them once they 
land on your page based on what they're searching. Yeah, exactly. It's all intertwined really. And if you ask the right questions, you can get so many glorious ideas around not only the copy and the messaging on your sales page, but even pre-launch content and social media posts to prime your audience to be ready to actually buy from you when they land on your website. So it's this empathy-led way of marketing that really respects your audience and takes them on a journey that primes them gradually rather than pushing a hard sell, you know, an opening card and telling them to buy from you. So it, it really respects your audience and takes them on a journey with you. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't put enough attention and focus into the pre-launch. It's mostly focused on the launch content and making people buy. But if you forget that pre-launch piece where a lot of the research and warming up comes into play, you're really missing out on having a really successful launch. It may be successful without that, but to really get to the level that you want like that is the most important phase in my mind. Do you agree with that? The pre-launch or pre-cart open phase is most important. Yeah, totally. And pushing the right content strategically over 60, 90 days before you actually start pushing your offer really helps you overcome potential objections that might be that you know about because you've done your research that might be holding people back, whether it's around the Time, for example, it takes to complete your program, the actual financial investment, the benefits that come from it, the need, you know, the actual need for your offer. So you can help overcome those objections before you actually open the doors to your program. You can also bust false beliefs. So they're things that society, your family, your friends are trying to make you believe about your particular offer. And busting those again as well is putting your audience in the right frame of mind to actually be ready to hear about your offer. I love that. Yeah, it's so important. And I wanted to ask you about doing that research piece. Like, I know you have an awesome freebie that I definitely want to hear about. And I love how you framed it as like a peek over your shoulder kind of thing. That's like the best type of freebie or content. I love when people share stuff like that because it is really like actionable. You can see the strategy and get the real details instead of just getting like a checklist or a guide or something. So I love that. And I want you to share about that. But what other ways can somebody do that research piece on their own to really get to know their audience? It all comes down to asking the right questions, as I mentioned before. So not just sending out a survey with particular drop downs and check boxes. You want open-ended questions that really allow, whether it's your customer, your existing customer, or your perfect fit customer that you want to speak to, you want to allow them to really elaborate on uh, in their answers and to really open up, use their language, their own words that they're using. So you can then use those in your actual copy because often, very surprising, but a lot of the great taglines and statements and subheadings on websites that I write, they actually come from inspiration that I get from those customer service that I often do for my one-on-one clients. They're basically statements that are too good for me to ever come up with because they have experienced the service that my one-on-one clients deliver or they have actually participated in the program that we're trying to sell. So they can say it better than I ever could asking the right questions at the right point of time. So you want to definitely have an onboarding survey for your one-on-one services, even for your online programs, because that allows you to capture 
any objections, again, any false beliefs they might have had to overcome at the point of signing up. So when it's still front of mind and, yeah, they can now relive that moment very easily. So ask a very strategic onboarding set of questions. Then also with one-on-one services during the project. So check in again to see the immediate transformation that's coming from working with you as it's happening and unfolding. And then also ask them again about 30 to 60 days, depending on the product and the service that you offer. After you have given the deliverables, that's where you get tangible outcomes, tangible results that you can then include again in your copy to make it more relatable. Because as an example, you know, in the coaching world, up-leveling, empowering, all those words that float around, they don't mean anything to anyone. So if you can come up with tangible results, like doubling the sales, doubling the number of leads since they've launched their website, signing on five more clients, all those things are much more relatable than fluffy statements that aren't really applicable to their daily life. So asking the right questions at the right time and then actually structuring in a way that helps you tap into those insights whenever you have to write emails, come up with blog content, whenever you want to tweak your messaging on your website, putting them into buckets basically that are objections, pain points, transformations, so the desires that they want fulfilled and also anything about you. So if you have existing clients, look for that point of difference that you can then push in your copy and yeah, keep it updated. So audience research isn't a one-off affair. It really needs to happen every time you launch a new product, every time you consider niching down, every time you want to you know, introduce a new product into your business. So every time something shifts in your business or you want to make changes, definitely ask your audience before you do it because they can really help you yeah, shape the way you sell it and the way you create it as well to make sure it lands with the right people. I love that too, asking your audience before you sell it because it's almost like that kind of ties into community building because they then feel like they're a part of this <laughs> because they're helping you, they're giving their insights, they're taking their time to get excited about whatever it is that you're going to be creating. So that's really awesome to tie into that community aspect too. And you can also gather testimonials while you're at it as well. So if you run a beta intake of your program, not only are they super excited to, as you said, help you shape that product, they are likely going to give you glowing testimonials that you can then use to actually sell the product once you've perfected it based on the feedback you've received. I love using the customer's language, because I don't know if it's a lot of people or there's probably quite a few, but I always felt like I always focus on what's included and not necessarily like why you need it or why it's important. I'm just so excited about all that I've created and packed into this offer. And I just list it out to other people. It's just a list of stuff. It doesn't really (laughs) make people want to buy. So I love using my run a program and get testimonials before the next round, I will not only use the testimonials as testimonials, but I'll look at the language they're using and kind of repurpose it into the copy or the emails. And it's stuff that I never would have thought of. Even when I've done market research surveys, there's so many words and language and things that I never would have ever thought to use for copy. Yeah. Audience research is so genius because it does the heavy lifting for you. It really takes the guesswork out of copywriting. And we can all really be copywriters if we 
carry out that research piece, organize it all, and then have a strategic look at the data that we've collected and at the language that we need to incorporate. So I would love for you to share about that freebie that I mentioned where people can actually sign up and peek over your shoulder. So tell us more about that. It's actually quite recent that I've created the freebie simply because I wanted to take that element of mystery out of copywriting. As I said, it's 20% creativity and flair for words and 80% actually doing that groundwork, the research, getting to know your audience. So what I've done is actually take a one-on-one client project that I worked on for a virtual CFO who wanted to shift niches, get a new audience segment, and she needed a new website to really reflect that new direction and a website that really speaks to that new demographic. And so what I'm doing in that freebie is actually showing you the data that we've collected, how we've done it, and then how we have turned those insights and the intel and the themes that we've picked up into actual copy on her website. So that just shows you how really we can all be copywriters, as I said, if we do the research and take a strategic look and actually listen to our audience. I love that because it's not just Like, I think people can sometimes be like, okay, even if I feel like I'm asking the right questions, I then don't know how to take that info and turn it into copy. (laughs) So I love that you kind of show all the pieces of how to put it together. Yeah, real life examples are really the only way to go because there's so much I can tell you about. Find out the objections and then turn it into copy. If you can't picture how that actually looks on the page and what it looks like in real life, how I go about it, it still doesn't tell you much. That's awesome. We will have that link in the show notes for everyone to sign up and grab that. I love those type of freebies or even paid offers. Like I love actually seeing it being done and implemented step by step and piece by piece. I think that is so amazingly helpful. And so many people are going to get so much valuable information from watching that. So what are your thoughts around creating email content, social media content, maybe even especially for introverts who tend to struggle with finding their authentic voice. Again, tapping into that research is going to give you tons of inspiration when it comes to content pillars, even content ideas for blog posts that then can live on your website and drive specific targeted traffic to your offer or your digital product It really takes the guesswork out of marketing your business because you have that strategic take and bucket list that you can tap into whenever you're stuck for content ideas. So rather than producing social media posts ad hoc, you can actually pick a theme and go, today I'm going to bust an objection or I'll overcome a false belief. Today I'm going to speak to the transformation that comes from my products. You can tap into testimonials that you received and then show how that can translate to their business. It really gives you the confidence, especially as an introvert, to stand behind the messaging and the posts and the content that you put out there because it's come straight from the source. That's awesome advice, especially for introverts. I feel like a lot of us don't want to share too much personal stuff, but it doesn't have to be that personal if you're really talking to who you want to talk to about the transformation, about limiting beliefs that they might have or objections that they have. It's not really that you have to tell your whole life story. (laughs) So there are ways that you can frame it more about who you want to help versus yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to be dancing on reels and pointing. And there are other ways of showing up as an introvert. 
Yeah. And I would love for you to share also about, I know you have a really awesome offer called the audience success formula. That's actually the sales page where I pulled that quote about messaging success comes from 80% research and only 20% creativity. So I'd love to hear more about that because I think a lot of people are maybe not quite ready to hire a copywriter to do it for them. And I think this offer would be amazing for so many people. Yeah, that's exactly why I um, put it out there because as a strategic copywriter, I always start with the research. So whether I do the research in person for my one-on-one clients or whether they have collected that research previously themselves. So I start with audience research and looking at it strategically before I write any copies. So I really want to make that strategic take on copy available to more business owners because, as you said, hiring a copywriter comes with a certain price tag. I want to give female founders the tools to be able to carry out that research and get all those golden nuggets of audience insights themselves. Um, The toolkit gives you basically swipe files, templates, even questions to ask. So you can get started in a matter of minutes if you know where your audience hangs out. And even if you don't have existing customers yet, there are ways that I share with you to intimately get to know them if you know where they hang out via, I like to call it online snooping. So this toolkit is taking all the guesswork out of it. It gives you all the strategies, the questions to ask, and it makes it possible without hours and hours of you know manually putting it all together. It's jam-packed with real-life examples as well, just to show you how I apply the surveys and also the strategies in my own one-on-one client projects. It's such an incredible offer because like you said, so many people can't necessarily afford a copywriter or even if they can, like you can't really afford a copywriter to do everything. (laughs) If you have a lot of offers or you email your audience a lot regularly, like there's a lot of copy that we have to create weekly as a business owner and knowing how to do it yourself is such an amazing skill. Like it's just going to help you so much with everything, with your website, with getting traffic, with getting sales and conversions, literally everything is going to be impacted by you learning this incredible skill. Yeah, The templates I give you as well, they are designed for you to tap into them again and again as your business evolves. So as you change your niche, as you incorporating um, automations in your business as your business grows as well. So they are designed to be repurposed again and again as your business and your offer evolves. That's awesome. Yeah, we will have that link in the show notes as well for everyone to check out. And then I also wanted to share because you are going to be speaking at the Course Creator Conference later this month. And your presentation topic is how to skyrocket your course success with smart audience insights. And as soon as I saw that topic, I was like, yes, please, because I'm all about using data (laughs) to really drive your business forward. And I'm so excited to hear you present on that. Yeah, I can't wait. As you might've been able to tell by now, I'm super passionate about the audience research phase of any copywriting project. So I'm going to share some valuable tips and tricks to start researching even before you've launched your first uh, digital product or your own business, how to go about surveying your audience and also how to interview them without the stress and overwhelm that can come um, with it, especially as an introvert. So lots of golden nuggets in there and the first steps to help you get started on your audience intel journey. That's awesome. Yay. So 
you will definitely want to grab a free ticket to the Course Creator Conference. It is happening on September 19th to the 21st. It's a three-day virtual conference. We have so many amazing speakers, including Nadine. And I know it's just going to be such an amazing, amazing event. So go grab your free ticket and make sure you check out her presentation. Thank you so much for being here. I love talking messaging. I think it's so critical. And I think so many people in my world, because I tend to talk a lot about no niching, I'm snubbing my nose at messaging, but they're not the same thing. Like I think you can niche down each offer and really solidify the messaging around each offer, but it doesn't have to be just one message around your entire business or one specific ideal audience. And using that data is really valuable too, because I know for me, here's a story. I actually found out that I was attracting a lot more people who were newer to the service-based business world. And most of my offers and stuff was actually for people who were like booked out and at the point of scaling. So I realized, I don't know how I'm attracting these people, but I am. So I need to create some offers and start to figure out what they need and what they want. So I love messaging and I love using the data. So thank you so much for being here. This is Thanks awesome. so much, Tara, for having me. Such a good chat. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.